And welcome back to another Who Gives a Hoot. But this time, we're going to have a little bit more chip on our step because we've got the season. We're, we're, we might be coming back. We're coming back. We have a target date to when we'll come back. We'll, we'll get more into that going into the podcast. But first, more importantly, we're still doing this remote. Luke, my co-host, what have you been doing in quarantine? Are you done? Are you back at work? Have you seen anything cool? Oh, you know, I, I'm still working from home. Um, far as like cool things, uh, I my wife's been all of the flowers she's been planting have been blooming, so that's nice. That's good. That's yeah. positive. Patrick Tyler Overmeyer, the best full name of the business oh, on the ones and twos. Pat, have you seen anything cool? Or are you like what's been going on, man? Uh, not a whole lot, you know. Um, just got back from a fun wedding. Uh, for a couple friends of mine, that was very exciting. Um, on the in there because it was in the middle of nowhere iowa i went and saw <laughs> random deer and turkey nice because what else is there to find in iowa that's true that is true really, there's nothing really good, good in iowa say that again really really good pork tenderloin sandwiches mm. okay like debatable De- i mean i mean there's there's a lot of good places in nebraska that have really good pork tenderloin sandwiches as well yeah <laughs> Uh, anyway, so we asked you guys before the podcast, we've been teasing it. I think I've teased it pretty much every single podcast that we're going to do a mailbag. Uh, that's on me. I finally remembered to tweet it out. So let's just get straight up to your questions. First question. It comes from the supporter group, Omaha parliament. They say, when will Pierce stop talking about Chelsea? Uh, that will be never, you know, Pierce, <laughs> your team's going to be broke real soon. Yeah, because we're spending so much money on uh, winning now. The thing is, we had to go through this trip. No, no, no. You're spending money on trying to win. Like, you, you bought team over. Yep. Why? Because we need another striker to go with Tammy. Yeah. Also, shout out to Roman Abramovich for spending $128 million oh. on a screen painting. Painting. What the heck, dude? We need a center back. We need a center back. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we need one more center back to, like, shore up that back line and no, no, you, you'll drop fifty million on a striker, but you won't drop like the maybe twenty mil to get something that you'd actually need. I know. I just, I just don't understand. I just that one, that one kind of like threw me through a loop. But I believe in lamps. I believe in the future. I think we're getting younger and younger. I think we're getting rid of this kind of like this old guard of William and Pedro. We're getting in Pulisic. We're getting in Tammy. We're getting Timo. Man, we're. I just. Woo! So no, Parliament. Parliament, I know you're listening. I'm never stopping talking about Chelsea, and you're gonna have to love it. You're gonna have to love me for me. Well, peace, don't worry. Peace, they'll, go, they'll go bankrupt soon, and you won't have a team to talk about. Peace, peace, love, and happiness, my brothers and sisters. Peace, love, and happiness. The next question that came up was from Matt Hominoff, the COO. I think, I think he had a little bit of agenda here when he said, "When does the updated schedule come out?" Also, Matt Hominoff the most guested guest on who gives a who, if you didn't know that, when does the updated schedule come out? He is literally asking for everyone. Luke, do you have anything? Um, there's a season. There will be a season sometime. July 18th is the earliest start date. That doesn't mean you know, Omaha's back July 18th. That's just the earliest that we can do it. You, you know, uh, that dropped. What, what was that? Friday the 5th of Friday. June. Yeah, yeah. I, I think by the end of June, we'll we'll have an idea of what the schedule is going to look like, how many games are going to be played. Uh, there was an email that went out to season ticket holders 
that was advising that it will be a shortened schedule. Uh, we will be losing some games. We won't be playing, I think it was the full 28. Uh, season ticket holders had 16 games guaranteed on that. And uh, so it, it will be condensed. How, how condensed and how that schedule is going to look will be very interesting. But I, I think by by the end of June, we should have a very good idea. We should have a season um, season schedule out. Yeah, and I think like for me personally, it was it's kind of funny how the conversation has shifted. You know what I'm saying? Where we're sitting here going at the very beginning of quarantine, we're all down and sad and all that kind of stuff. We had sad pods. It's just like I don't know. At least we have games, and at least we know that there there there's the hope of a home game someday. You know what I'm saying? Like. I'm just trying to think of the positive aspect and I'm trying to be positive about everything. At least we know that there will be home games, right? Well, the, the one thing we do know is that currently under Nebraska's policy that Warner park is limited to 25% capacity. Right. So at this point, as it stands the way Nebraska law has ruled um, for providing for safety during the, the ongoing pandemic season ticket holders will have seats. Oh yeah. But most definitely people who didn't purchase season tickets, mostly at fault to the salespeople that weren't selling them well enough. Uh, (laughs) But that, that is to be seen whether or not there will be any additional space for people outside of, um, outside of the season ticket holder um, purview. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm looking over throughout the country and Texas came out the other day, this Governor Abbott, he came out and said that stadiums can be half full. He came out last week and said that. If we're doing that early in June and the season starts uh, middle of July, Nebraska is usually like about a, a week or a week and a half behind Texas. If you look at the trends of COVID so far, I can no. see Nebraska starting to open up very slowly and have it be 75% capacity for the first game. And it definitely could change. Um, you know, yesterday we're recording this Monday, Sunday, uh, I joined a few members of Union Omaha, a few members of Parliament, uh, Omaha Parliament, uh, at a rally of a couple thousand people to hand out water and ice. Super um, cool event. A super it, cool event. No, great, great cause. No, great to see everyone um, listening to some great words coming from local leaders and you know, seeing people uh, showing some unity uh, amongst the community there. And it was absolutely uh, absolutely oh, so wonderful cool. to, to help out with uh, the team. We had um, Sebas, his wife, his son, Tian. Um, the, uh, we had Jay Mims, uh, head coach, uh, James, director of ticketing, and a few members of uh, members of parliament uh, along with, and just really, really so- great to get out there, uh, show some support for the community during a very, very tough, very emotional time. For those who, for those who didn't know the event, it was it was the it was the police officers and the Black Lives Matter movement both coming together for something really cool to really try to grow the community, not for just today, but for tomorrow and for years to come. And and Luke in the Omaha Parliament and some of the players, like he was saying, coming together. That's that's what it's all about at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? It's I think the team statement said it very very well in Parliament. Hundred percent. Um, you know we've had. 
there, there's a lot out of emotions going on. Um, especially Omaha has had its own incidents, but it's, it's something that hopefully, uh, in, it, it's something that will evolve and become, become better and create some realistic change and some real change mm-hmm. for the continuing future. But getting back to the point, I mean, what what do you think is going to – I mean, I mean, getting back to it, what what do you think about the season? Where do you think we're going to be? I think Nebraska is selfishly moving towards capacity at full stadiums for Husker season. I mean, money is money. Money is money. And whether – Everybody's got to make money. <laughs> Well, I, the to- they're going to lose the Huskers are going to lose twenty seven million dollars if they don't have it at full capacity. So, well, I mean, you look at what the zoo lost um, off of it. And yeah. uh, personally, human lives come first. But at the end of the day, uh, taxpayer dollars go back to funding research and all these things that Nebraska and Omaha and the rest of um, rest of the area is putting back in and fighting COVID with. So whether we, we kill the economy because we're not doing anything, but, and then losing that taxpayer money or, you know, creating hopefully a safe and healthy medium. So that way our players and fans are able to watch the beautiful game out there at Werner park. Yeah. I, I, I just foresee, I, I just foresee, a future where we're going to have full capacity by the end of the season. If I'm going to be straight up honest, I think Union Omaha will have a full capacity stadium by the end of the season because of everything that's going on. And because the fact that so many States are opening up and they're starting to see COVID kind of dying off and they see the curves being bent. I I, think, but I I unfortunately just don't see COVID uh, dying off. I, I foresee treatments becoming more effective and, you know, us having a significantly better response in the medical facilities to how, how to effectively deal with it. But this is not something that's going away soon. It's not, I know your seasonal no, flip. No, 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 no. I don't think it'll ever go away. I think it, it might stay around for a long time, but I do see the fact that the curve has been bent. The hospitals are starting to open up a lot more. Uh, the ICUs are uh, at more than 40% open in the state of Nebraska. I think it's like 75% of the beds are open in, in the state of Nebraska. The curve's been bent. And I think that with those stats, the future of having a full capacity stadium is going to be in our future as Union Omaha within this season, which actually ties in with the next question. TK asks, what do you think the new season will look like in terms of the schedule structure? You kind of answered that. But in terms of parliament, are there going to be backup plans for the berms being shut down? Like, do you think they're going to enforce social distance? Luke, you said you kind of had an idea about what that's going to look like. Uh, yeah, you know, yesterday I was talking with uh, James, uh, director of ticketing for Union Omaha, who has been uh, – if there's one thing we know about James is that boy likes spreadsheets. Like, he's good at math. He he knows what he's doing, and he is going to make sure that it is safe and to letter of the law, uh, providing for the best fan experience that anybody in Omaha, anybody in the Metro can ask for. Uh, he was telling me that they have gone through the entire stadium and mapped out the social distancing requirements. <laughs> that is, that's so much math. 
so much. Like my my mind is just baffled at what he's been doing during this uh, during this breakdown. But safe to say, if the three thousand twenty five percent capacity for stadiums lasts throughout um, throughout the season. They've got a plan. They're going to make it work for everyone who's out there. Yeah, I think in I think by the time we've got, I think, I, I think that the 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 stadium. Geez, Pierce, get your thoughts together. My gosh, I think that the stadium is big enough because it is a baseball stadium that they could put people out in left field. They could put people out in center field. There's enough space to get a lot of people in there. And I think going back to your earlier point, I think that the season ticket holders have nothing to worry about with that fact. You know what I'm saying? I think that season ticket holders will be at those games. Yeah. And and I mean, right now, um, when you look at what Werner's max cap is, that's I I think 9,500. So when you go to the numbers that uh, Union Omaha was dropping, that they sold ticket wise somewhere around that um, seventeen to two thousand range, um, I, I can't remember off the top of my head exactly what Matt was telling us last time. But you know, we we've sold some some good numbers uh, of season tickets as a team, and if it's within that you know twenty five percent capacity, we we should be sitting very well. Uh, I am going to loop it back to what uh, Thomas um, was asking there because I I know he's a guy who works nights during the week. And I do think we're going to see more midweek games. And that's not something he wants to hear, but I do think we're going to see a lot more midweek games. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to be probably five days between games rather than your full seven. Um, so expect some of those midweek games and expect them to, you know, seven o'clock Werner park. I'm sure that's going to stick, but yeah, I I do foresee a lot more midweek games and I foresee a lot of more. I think like you're going to see Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday type of thing, because you have to fit in all of those games. You know what I'm saying? I I mean, I'd almost say like, uh, um, wet or like Tuesday to Tuesday, to Saturday to Wednesday to Sunday. And like, no, yeah. and then, like once every three weeks, have a um, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Right. So uh, Chip asked, uh, what do you think a social distancing game will look like? Do you think social distancing will have uh, – will impact the impact of uh, – I always see SG and think Scarlet Guard back to my Nebraska days. Support <laughs> groups. Uh, and how do you – how excited are you for Omaha Parliament event on 6-27, June 27th, where they're going to be handing out T-shirts and scarves? Luke. Oh, at 1912, my favorite bar, by the way. 1912, go there on the 27th for Omaha's Parliament's giveaway. But uh, do you think so? Beautiful rooftop patio. They have the best rooftop patio in the whole entire city. Do you think social distancing will impact the impact of supporter groups? Luke, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I know Chip's going to probably try and, like, hug every person after a goal, and we're going to have to, like – Six feet of distance, Chip. Six feet of distance. You can give me a six. You can give me a high five uh, from a distance. No, not not even a high five. It's going to be an elbow bump. Let him no, give you that's the right. elbow. Bump. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and then our good friend Jr. John asks, "Do you guys have any idea what kind of schedule the pod will be on once the season gets underway?" 
And will there be drunk pods immediately following away matches? Luke, I know we talked about this at the very beginning of the season. Uh, I guess we shouldn't probably be talking about this on the podcast, but I guess we could now. Uh, We talked about it. We had a plan, and I believe it was to have a podcast right after the game and then kind of do like a midweek pod to preview the next game. But right now we're kind of just like we've been focusing on just giving you guys content whenever we possibly have content to talk about. Luke, I mean, what do you think? I'm hoping with our next episode, um, we may have a little bit more info as to what the season might look like. Right. If we're looking at you no know, two games a week, that'll probably be uh, maybe a pre pre slash post game. Like uh, you may see more content on our YouTube on our Twitter than you're necessarily seeing released on um, on our podcast channel. But we'll at least be releasing one with some solid content, some breakdowns at least once a week. Yeah, we're doing our best and. You know, we're doing this for free. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like... We're doing Unless you start buying scarves. I mean, buy you guys, if you buy a scarf, which is our pinned tweet and our pinned post on Facebook and Twitter, maybe we could do this full time. But I, we're going to have to buy a lot. You're going to have to buy a lot of scarves. Yeah, I mean, uh, if everybody bought five scarves that right. listen to this pod, we, we could probably fund ourselves for a week. Yep, 100%. 100%. hundred percent. And then uh, lastly, Corey Livingston asks, when will Pierce become a union Omaha season ticket holder? Corey, I would like to personally answer this question because you and are such a beautiful couple and you probably will figure this out very quickly. They just got engaged. If you don't know that, please go and congratulate Corey and their, and his beautiful new fiance on his Twitter that they got engaged. Corey, you're going to find this out very, very harshly weddings, very expensive. I cannot, I'm not, I can't, I cannot afford a $150 ticket and, and a DJ. So it's kind of, kind of in this scenario. So I'm trying to figure it out, but uh, right now it's just a little bit tight. Don't want to get too personal right now, Pierce, but that is what we're going through. I, I'm going to follow it up there because okay. really a good salesman would convince mm-hmm. you you could do both. That's true. So Corey, you have my contact info. You can hit me up and maybe we could have a conversation about me buying a season ticket uh, and for people to stop chirping me. But I really, I honestly just don't mind, but I would be, I would be sad if we didn't talk about a major, a major sadness in the podcast right now. Patrick Tyler talked all of this crap about Union Omaha and their FIFA talent. And then he went on to play Jack and got beat. I think beat beat is a very. I'm being very very nice. Super polite. I'm very very nice like, right now. That, that's <laughs> that's more polite than you you should be. It's like as a pet believer. Uh, by the way, he has breaking news for you, Luke. You don't know about this, and neither do the listeners. But let me tell you something. Pat's coming back, baby. I have full mm. faith. Pat is coming back. Pat, do you want to say anything about the Jack game? Yeah. Um. <laughs> That was rough. <laughs> uh, there's no way around it. That was rough. Uh, first game, uh, first game lost five nothing because in the first half, none of my tactics decided to yeah. work. Um, so went and refreshed it, and obviously did not. Well, let's see. First half was four zero. Only let up one in the. So you got better. So, so you really, better. I lost that game. Yep, you def- yep. If we really want to be technical yep. about, you lost that game one nothing, um, champ. So- yeah, second second game, second game went in and um 
it just let off another five goals. And it was a little embarrassing. I'm not going to lie. There was some ner- there was a lot of nerves coming into it, um, a lot of shit talking that happened beforehand. So, hand up. This That loss is on me. I let, I let you down, yeah. Pierce. I let Luke down. But most importantly, I let the yeah. fans down. As a Pat, um, but here, as a Pat I, believer, I'm gonna go I'm ahead. gonna I'm gonna interrupt you real quick. As a Pat believer, I've been receiving a lot of questions from fans that have been asking me, "What the hell?" Because I've been talking you up. I mean, I was even talking to my dad about it, and he was like, "What the hell?" Like, I, I would watch the game, and you you got destroyed. And I'm like, "I know, but don't worry, Pat's gonna be good for the next game." Pat, you have some breaking news to share with Luke and I. Do you, when's the next game? I do. I do have I do have some breaking news. Um, so this Sunday, eight o'clock, Union Omaha Twitch. I will be playing against Dami. In now FIFA. the question that everybody's been asking. The question that everybody's been asking: Will you still stick with AC Milan? Because for me, that is the most ridiculous thing that you did was pick AC Milan. You would have done better with Ajax. You would have been doneer with you would have been doneer. Jeez, oh my gosh. You <laughs> you would have done better with any other team, Pat. Will you choose any Ride other team? You're gonna, you're gonna, you're, you're, why would why would I why would I choose any other team than the greatest team? In the world? You, you do realize Dami is going to come out. He's going to be just, like he's going to roll you with Barcelona. Oh my god, if he's Barcelona. Oh, okay, if he's if he's Barcelona, I might have no, to no. Like that, that, you that, ride or die. You can't that say would be, ride that would be putting a wolf. That would be putting a no. wolf. You can't no, say no, ride you, or die cow. and then just be like, well, no, I'm changing it. That's not how this works. Pat, I, I got two things. Dami did his academy at Barcelona. So he did do his academy at Barcelona. You know he's going to go Barca. Yeah. And secondly. That, that he, he probably will. What what do you have to say to the allegations that Jack Yates was using performance enhancing drugs? Yeah, it's a great question, Luke. Great question. Um, I cannot confirm or deny any use of um, performance enhancing drugs. However, I can confirm the fact that Harry Kane is the greatest footballer on the face of the planet. That's was so that false. a bet you lost? That is so false. That is so false. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Not false. No one could ever say that it's false. But, um, also, we have a shout out to um, yes. Sky Sports. Oh my god! Oh, my. <laughs> oh, I know. Okay, so Sunday at eight PM, you're sticking with AC Milan and you're playing Dami. Okay, correct. All right, we'll see where it goes, man. That is correct. That is correct. There, he can, you know what? He can bring. Yeah, out he can bring out anybody. Um, he can bring out. He can bring yeah, out. Yeah, you talk that talk. Pat. Pat. He can bring Hold out on. Juventus. He can bring out Juventus. And yeah, I you talk that talk. That is Pat. a fact. Screw I you haters. Back. I am coming back stronger Screw than you ever. Screw you, poopy stinks. We're winning this thing, man. Go ahead, Luke. Pat, if you lose this game, you have to play the next two as Bayern. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> Do you want me to lose next? Yeah, game? you. Oh, I'm just saying, I want us to not lose two scarves. You talk that talk, Pat. You talk that talk. And by the way, whoever said we're not going to talk about Chelsea on the next podcast if Pat loses, <laughs> that's never happening. I'm not even going to bet that. <laughs> not that because it's not because I'm not confident in Pat. It's yeah. Because I can't risk it. Yeah, don't worry, Pierce. 
Chelsea's going to lose to Bayern in Lisbon because that that was dropped this morning. That apparently there's a mini uh, mini tournament going to happen to finish it in Lisbon, Crap. Portugal. Mm-hmm. Yep. I got to find my new spin zone. Thank you guys so much for listening. we got a great interview coming up right behind this, and then we will have more content for you coming up in the next week, hopefully. So talk to you guys soon. Hey, guys, before we get to the interview, I want to talk to you guys about Global Scarves. Global Scarves is the premier supplier of custom soccer scarves, beanies, blankets, and other great fan merchandise. They have the lowest pricing to maximize your fundraising needs and to produce at the highest quality in Europe, where soccer was born. They know the product, and they know what it means to put that scarf on for match day. They work tirelessly to make sure that you are outfitted to support your club. Email Global Scarves now to find out more information on the process or to get a free design mock-up for your group or club at kyle at globalscarves.com. And we would like to welcome on Elver. Elver, how are you doing? How is the team looking right now? I'm doing pretty good. I'm just hanging out in my apartment. I just recently adopted a kitten, so I'm hanging out with him right now. But uh, oh, oh yeah, no, we have to talk about the kitten. I don't want to talk about <laughs> soccer anymore. What's the cat? What What's the cat's name? His name is Mamba. Mamba. Why is that? Uh, just after Kobe, I guess. Uh, his recent <laughs> passing, and uh, one of my buddies, he just got a. A puppy. He doesn't play here, but uh, he got a puppy and he named Kobe. And I didn't want to do the same thing, so I went with Mamba for uh, Kobe's <laughs> nickname, Black Mamba. So his name is Mamba. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our producer Pat Patrick Tyler, huge Kobe guy. Yeah. So he's he he's loving that. Yeah. Right, go. Pat. Oh, absolutely. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like for you right now? I know that you you've played for Omaha. What's it like for you to kind of transition back into Omaha right now? I mean, what do you have any fun memories from your time at UNL? I mean, oh yeah, for sure. Playing at, at Caniglia. Um, I just know the the whole community. Everyone here in Omaha is just super supportive and the fans here are really good. So uh, I knew what I was what I was coming back to and then just to have that So you're one of the younger guys on the squad. And, but you've already played top flight in Europe. Uh, you've played in uh, Germany, you've played in Slovenia, um, and you've played here in Omaha. So you've got a lot you can share with the rest of the team. Have you found that you had a lot of the guys on the team coming to you just kind of looking for advice, looking for, uh, you know, for some help on either Omaha or, or just like on competitive soccer as a whole? I mean, yeah, I think we're all in a unique position coming to a new team. So that was very – uh, I remember one of the first days, uh, one of the guys, I can't remember who it was, but they said that it's so much different coming to a team when everyone is new rather than when you're going to a, going to a team all by yourself and you're the new guy there. So we all, we all sort of helped each other out in, in the sense of everything. But, yeah, I mean, being in Omaha, some of the guys asking for advice on places to eat and all that stuff, I know a couple of places. So I just, just things like that around Omaha, yeah. But uh, soccer-wise, I think we all, we're all pretty young. We have a young team. So we're all just bouncing ideas off each other, helping each other up, and uh, just helping each other grow, grow as players, as people too. What were those restaurants that you uh, told them to go to? Man, I can't even remember. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just told them. I just told them a couple of ones that I've been to. I know Roja. I know a couple okay. of these Mexican places here, but uh, yeah, I just told them a couple of those. But uh, yeah, I mean, they they all figured out 
what they like and where where they're going now. So they're giving me ideas to places I haven't been either. So can you give the listeners of who gives a who can you can you give them like a top three of your favorite restaurants in Omaha? I mean, obviously you played for UNO, you've done you've been here for a long time, you're very established in this city. Just give us a rundown about where where Elver likes to eat around here. Dang, that's a that's a tough question. I like Hey, that count that as a good question, Pat. That's a, count that as a good question. That's a that's a great <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> uh, like I said, <laughs> like I said, uh, Roja, that's one of my one of my go to places. Um let's see where else. I mean just just recently, uh when we first got here, this brunch place here, um Early bird. We've been going there a lot. Ooh. So that, that's a place we've been going quite a bit. Um, let's see a third one. I don't really know. Jeez. That's a, that's a really good question. I, know. I, 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 I like my food though. Um, let's see okay. another place. Oh, we, we had Noe's pizza the other day. So here in Blackstone as well, Noe's pizza was really, was really good. So I'll put that on. Okay. There. I'll put that on there. All right. <laughs> no. So as like the team has been starting to, practice again you've been out there at warner park um have you been how have you been acclimating how have the guys been acclimating to playing in a baseball field i mean from what we've heard the the infield's still still dirt but no just kind of getting an idea of how that's going to be um space wise right yeah i mean we haven't the fields aren't the field isn't set up yet we're just kind of broken up at the stations we're in small groups so i mean there's a station we're doing warm-ups and stuff and then some passing drills but yeah, it's all in the outfield right now. The infield is still the dirt and everything, so we're not really sure how it's gonna how it's gonna look like. Yeah, we had one goal set up out there, one big goal, but that was by the outfield wall. So I'm not sure exactly where the second goal is gonna be on that that opposite side by the by the stands and stuff. So um, I mean, the grass is nice. So for the outfield, so we've been it's been nice to get out on some grass rather than turf like we have been before, but. Uh, yeah, so far it's been really good, but it's yeah, it's all small, small-sided stuff. So it's no, uh, we're not really sure how the field's gonna look like yet. But from what we've been told and everything, we're expecting it to be really, it's gonna be a tight field. It's gonna be pretty small, but uh, that can play into our advantage in in many ways. So, Elver, you you've obviously played for Jay in the past. How has he changed since you were in college to what he is like now? How is he the same? How is he different? Um, I remember coach Jay as being the same. He's very, he expects you to do what you're supposed to do. He always has a high expectations for everyone. You know, he, he wants the best out of us every day, every training session. And that's something that I was the same at when I was at UNO as well. He, um, he's always there. He's always giving you ideas. And even if you have an idea how you used to do something before he has his system and, um, yeah, he just, gives you great ideas on things you can do and how you can improve your game, you know? So it's been, it's been really nice being back with him. Now you left uh, UNO early to, to jump over and play for top tier in Slovenia, correct? How, how was that um, transition going from playing college ball in the States to playing in a top flight in Europe? Yeah. I mean, it was very difficult. I left after my sophomore year at UNO that summer we had a Canada trip. And then when we came back from Canada, we had about maybe two, three weeks until we had to be back on campus for, um, for school and then for practices to start up again. But um, then that's when I got the offer to go over there. And then it was something I couldn't pass up. And then coming to Slovenia, 
Um, it was a, a great club, top level there, first division team. Um, it was very difficult at first, though. Uh, maybe my first three weeks there, I was struggling hard. <laughs> uh, every After every training session, I was dead because it was just the intensity, the speed, everything is so much different than what I was used to at UNO. And, I mean, it, it's a first division professional team in Europe. So, I mean, what do you expect? But, uh, yeah, it was very difficult for me at first. But once I got my feet under me and uh, got to the level with those guys, uh, that first half of the season, I maybe started six, seven games in a row, played full 90 minutes. And then I had a little injury, my shoulder. Um, and then I came back. And But it was really good, though. It was a great experience. But it was very difficult at first, for sure. Now, Elver, you're, I think you're the only – Luke, you can help me back me up on this. You're the only player that's capped – has an international cap on the team for Bosnia. And you – and it says on your Wikipedia page, you can tell me if the Wikipedia is wrong mm-hmm. or not, that you made your debut against the United States in the 83rd minute. What was that experience like playing against the United States? And what was that like for you? Yeah, it was, it was a super cool feeling. Um, it was – I was at UNO when I got the call up, and the game was in – it was right after New Year's, um, probably getting that day wrong. End of January, I believe, 28th, I think it was, of January. Yeah, that's, a, that's what it says on your Wikipedia yep, page. Yep. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's, <laughs> that's right, then, for sure. Wikipedia is never wrong, but uh, yeah. Yeah, that's how, that's the only reason why I passed, uh, <laughs> that's the only reason why I have a degree. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, it was a surreal experience. Uh, it was down in LA. So I flew down and I met with the rest of the team down there. They came maybe two days before me, and uh, I met the team down there. We had a couple of sessions. We had three training sessions, and then we had the game at the StubHub Center, LA Galaxy's Field. But, um, yeah, it was just when I got subbed on, I don't even remember anything that happened, to be honest. I, <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm thinking back to I really don't even know, like, how I, how I got onto the field. It's, it's, it's all just it's, it's all just really a blur, but, I mean, it was a – once you get on the field, you don't think about anything else. You're just focused on the game and giving your all. But, yeah, it was a super cool experience. So, as you've already gotten, um, you know, a friendly debut with, uh, with the national team, what what are your next steps? I mean, for a lot of the guys uh, that you're out there playing with, you know, their their goal is to, to get onto a senior senior squad uh, with a national team. And you've already, already hit that. You've already played top flight in Europe. Mm-hmm. What what are you uh, hoping to get out of uh, out of playing at Union Omaha? I mean, I think we're all here just to develop as players, and then with our hard work and our constant training and everything, everything else will fall in line how it's supposed to for us. And um, just as long as we continue to work and everything, those opportunities will open up for guys to go to bigger clubs, go to go to Europe, maybe get to the national team, all that stuff. And I think that I mean, it just starts with. <clears throat> Sorry, it starts with uh, just training every day, you know, giving it your all, improving. And um, yeah, it won't go unnoticed for sure if you're out there putting in the work and during the games, you know, there's always people watching at the games. So if you're if you're ready and it's always always an opportunity coming for you. Elver, I mean, what's it like? playing overseas I'm there's I'm assuming that there's a a lot of the guys are probably talking your ear off about what's it like playing for that first first tier team or even the fourth tier German league team I mean for me I didn't know much about soccer getting into this podcast or or I I had a a, you know a little bit of knowledge 
But like, what's it like playing in that fourth tier of the German league? To me, it doesn't sound that great. But once you actually do a little research, what's that like? Yeah. So, I mean, the team I was at, they have a really big history. I think they were one of the first teams in Germany when soccer started up. They're one of the one of the first teams in the in the league, you know. So that was back in the 50s, maybe 40s. I could get it wrong. But uh, it's a huge club with, I mean, not a huge club, but a very big tradition in the club. And uh, coming there, it's a fourth division team, but we're drawing five, 6,000 fans every game. And their, their hooligans there are just crazy. And uh, but yeah, it was just, it was a cool experience. Um, the quality in fourth league isn't, isn't as good as it was in Slovenia, but um, just the fans there and stuff, that was, it was a really cool experience for me and something that I didn't really experience in Slovenia, even though it was first division, but uh Getting there, it's it was difficult. I was the only only foreigner on the team. It was all Germans, and there was one guy from Czech Republic. But um, it was difficult for me, the language barrier, and only a few. I mean, a couple of guys knew English. Some of them knew how to speak it really well. Some barely at all. Some none. But um, so it was difficult in that sense. But once you get on the field, that that really does all the talking, you know. So, with with coming the states, you've obviously been in that situation where you know. Uh, other players don't speak the same language as you. Um, you know, communication become difficult off the field. Have you been able to leverage that knowledge um, communicating, you know, off the field with your with your teammates here and at UNO as well? Yeah, and I think it's huge because uh, it's only so much being with your team at practice and and training every day. But uh, I think what makes the team takes the team to the next level, makes them even greater, is the off the field stuff. So bonding with the team, having, you know, activities and stuff like we're doing now with these zoom calls, getting to know your team, you know, and um, we just had a cooking show thing we did. It was, it was super cool, but uh, we're just doing all these little things. And uh, once you're more comfortable with your teammates off the field, then that translates to the field so much better. And then you're playing free out there. You know, you guys, you guys trust each other, you know, you just build that bond and it, it makes everyone play better. What's Elver, what has surprised you about this transition? I know this is a new team, but what's really surprised you about the birth of this team? What surprised me? I just think that all these guys coming together, I think it's a great group of guys. I wasn't really sure when I was seeing all the signings. I didn't hear of most of the players. I knew a couple of them signing, but I think just the group as a whole, I think everyone is they're all super nice. We have a really good good chemistry so far through preseason that we built. And uh, I'm just super excited for, for us to actually start playing again and getting back and fighting for each other on the field. Uh, I've got two-part question here. Uh, first part, what, what do you feel is going to be your hardest competition in the USL League One? Um, you know, which team do you think is going to give you the most? And then to follow that up, why haven't you yet challenged Pat to FIFA? <laughs> All right, so this is the first question. I'm not really <laughs> you're interested in here. <laughs> um for the most difficult team, I'm not cuz I I didn't follow it much last year and I know the teams here change quite a bit. So uh, I know North mm-hmm. Texas was really good last year from what I've seen in some highlights. So I think it's going to be really nice playing against them. Um and uh, I'm not quite sure. I, I'm interested to see how that new Fort Lauderdale team is going to look like with their uh, Inter-Miami second team. I'm interested to see how it's going to go. And 
but yeah, I'm not quite sure. Uh, Cause I didn't follow it much last season and I've been doing a little bit of research trying to see, but I'm just excited to play all the teams and, you know, get out there. But second part of the question is he can challenge me anytime he wants. I'm ready. I stay ready. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your FIFA team real quick? Uh, my team. Your go-to international. Let's go international. International. Teams. Uh, let's, let's go yeah. with Belgium. All right. Well, that leads me to my next question. So I did this with Sam and it was a lot of, we had a lot of fun with it. So I'm going to do it with you. I dug through your tweets, some old tweets. I literally started like <laughs> I scrolled all the way back. All right. There is an Instagram post that you tweeted out and I have to ask this question. All right. It. It, it's, I can't tell who's in the picture. I can only see the back of your heads. But it looks as though you're at a Chelsea versus AC Milan game. Now, I, this is a Chelsea podcast, all right? Luke, it's not. And Pat is a huge AC Milan fan. I'm a huge Chelsea fan. I have to ask, who? there's a guy wearing a Hazard jersey and there's a guy wearing a Balotelli jersey. Yep. What jersey were you I was wearing? wearing the Hazard jersey because that's my team as well. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, Elver. Let's go. That's my team. That's... Are you a Chelsea I fan? I am, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Elver, <laughs> Elver, you just became my 1B favorite player at Union Omaha. I hope Let's you know go. that. Welcome to the team. Welcome to the team, Let's Elver. Go. <laughs> yes, dude. Well, I mean, now you have to list off. Now – I, I like lists, all right? So now you have to tell me your three favorite Chelsea moments. We all know that number one is Chelsea winning Champions League against Bayern. At, what's your two and three favorite Chelsea moments? No, yeah, that was that's definitely one memory that always sticks with me. Um, that uh, when, when Torres, <laughs> when he broke free and he dribbled the keeper, that was something on that. Something oh, else. Great. Why are, why are we interviewing the, the worst player on the team? Hold right on, now? Luke. Let, let Elver finish. This is a great segment. <laughs> We're talking about our favorite Chelsea moments, all right? <laughs> and then what would be your third? I mean, give me a, give me your last Another one. Another one. Um, that game against mm. the game against Tottenham. I think it was two years two oh. years ago. Was it two years ago? When uh, when they beat them to, to stop to Tottenham stop from Tottenham from winning the league. I think ha- – Hazard oh. had a filthy goal that game, and yeah, that that's got to oh. be up there as well. Yeah, <laughs> right in the top right corner. Yeah, oh, yeah I love that. Yeah, no, yeah. This, welcome to the Chelsea. This is a Chelsea and Union podcast. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Perfect. Elver, somehow in that comment, you you definitely hit my shit list, <laughs> and I know that. <laughs> Spurs. I, I think you know Matt Hominoff might might be a little bit upset with you too. Really, really racking up the, the negative points here. Hey, hey, for some, for some not. So. <laughs> No, for me, you're my, you're my one. B- uh, Sam Howard is a huge Chelsea fan. We interviewed him the other yeah. day, and he's a huge Chelsea fan too. So I don't know if you knew I that knew about I him, did. but there's some more information about your yeah. teammate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Luke. Sorry. Well, well I, I mean, the only plus side is, is you you grew up in Iowa, so at <laughs> least we go. can give you that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a negative. Yeah. Oof. Go ahead, Luke. No. Uh, so as as we've been kind of going in um, and, and you know talking about how Chelsea is the worst team in the you know <laughs> in the world, really. Um, no. What what do you expect to see Union Omaha surprising everyone on the field with 
Like we we've seen how great during the preseason, um, you know, team is at attack. Uh, you know, some absolutely fantastic players. But what do you think is going to be that one, like one either player connection uh, on the field, or you know, one aspect that is really going to shock the fans? Yeah, I think it's going to. I mean, the fans are going to see a lot of action. Hopefully, a lot of goals because we're very uh, attack minded. We like to go forward. But we also know when to stop the play and, you know, calm it down, calm the tempo down. But uh, I think it's going to be super exciting for the fans seeing us out there. It's it's going to be a very high pace, high pressing, you know, trying to win the ball back as, as high up the field as we can to, you know, be closer to the goal, to score as many goals as we can. And I think we have the perfect team for that. We have a lot of guys that are super fit, that are willing to put in the work. And, uh, yeah, the fans should expect, uh, you know, us working hard every game and flying out there, so – that's what I'm excited for. Well, Elver, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come talk to us and hang out with us. Uh, where can people follow you on Instagram and on Twitter uh, so that you can uh, you can gain your followers? Yeah, so on the same on Insta and Twitter, it's going to be Elvir Ibi9, so E-L-V-I-R-I-B-I-9 on both Insta and Twitter. So you guys can give me a follow and follow our follow our journey this year so yeah for sure for sure thank you so much uh thanks for coming on and uh go chelsea <laughs> thank you guys thank you guys for having me go chelsea go union omaha <laughs> <laughs>